Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 12.20 AM. So before I get started, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors for this segment, and that is Oddmo's Pizza. As you guys know, let's make dinner easy. Just go grab some pizza, grab some of their beer as well while you're at it. Just have a great time with your family on this beautiful Saturday. And then our second sponsor is Mark Creamer. He is with the Family Heritage Northwest. He is an exclusive agent with Globe Life, the Family Heritage Division, where they protect families from financial devastation from cancer and other serious illnesses. Mark can be reached at 503 341 43 Four, five, or at his website, familyheritagenw.com. And I've had a chance of actually interviewing him. Uh, me and Terry did it for an hour show. And his coverage is phenomenal, you guys. If you're not sure about it, just give him a call. There's no pressure whatsoever. He'll talk you through it. It's super simple. So definitely give him a call. And again, his number is 503-341-4345. Well, you said his coverage is really great. Yeah. So I... Bought his plan. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And and again, I'm 59 years old, so it's going to be a whole lot cheaper for you than it is for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but to get the plan and to get the intensive care, because I figured if I have to use the plan, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to need intensive care. Yeah. But I'm getting all of that for 100 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. They even have like the accidents. So like, uh, if you go to the emergency room, something accidentally happens to you. There's coverage for that. And you say it's cheaper for me, but it's not much more. It's not like outrageous no. for, for elderly people either. Not that came out wrong. No, that's okay. I didn't mean that you're elderly. No, no. But I do qualify for the senior <laughs> citizens menu, so you're fine. <laughs> Foot in mouth. My apologies. No, but, but the, the great thing is, is there's four tiers to it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and so just that base one tier for someone who's in their early 20s is like 15 bucks a month. Yeah. But when the odds are not in your favor right now for cancer, why not spend the, what is that, like four Starbucks you're giving up? Mm-hmm. And then if you don't use it, you get your money back. Which is an awesome deal. Yes, so it's a win-win. So, Across well, the board. You, you, you mentioned the benefits. It's been a while since I brought one of them up. Okay. But this one I think is such great. It's, it's a wellness benefit. There is no lifetime limit, okay, mm-hmm. for the following uh Test per calendar year based upon the schedule for your policy up to a maximum. And then it lists all these things, mammograms, ultrasounds, colonoscopies, just a normal wellness check yeah. with no limit. So within that policy, you can just go check to see if you've got a problem. That's, yeah. that's a great benefit. That is. That truly is. So you guys definitely make sure you contact Mark for all that information. Well, I'm super excited that our show has literally gone coast to coast. Oh, I love it. Because we have people calling in, but it's not its not afternoon. Actually, it's late afternoon for you guys. Um, Cynthia was on the show a few weeks ago when we had John and Ozzy. Yes. And Cynthia, are you with us? Yep, we're here. But your husband's with you too, right? Yes. Yes, sir, I'm oh, here. So Eric and Cynthia, how do you say your last name, guys? Buther. Eric and Cynthia Buther from Lancaster, South Carolina <laughs> are on the phone with us. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, there's a few things that we're going to hit, and I know that that you guys could definitely weigh in pretty heavily on these topics. But we always start with a recap, and I know you weren't able to be here with us, but I am curious about Amanda's thoughts on Dr. Isaacson when he was here last week. What did you think of Dr. Isaacson? What an intelligent guy. 
he was and his how he explained things he makes it so you really truly understand it um he put a lot of things into perspective and so i was it was great to have him what was your one big takeaway from all of that <laughs> oh my gosh i think it was just being conscious i think the one thing was being conscious of the vitamins that you do put in your the supplements mm-hmm. and and what you do put into your body um i think that was probably at the top of my head, I know there was something else that was well, more. Well, I, I know that, you know, because we got the clock in front of you just to kind of keep us on track. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, that 25 minutes went so fast. It went super quick. Well, it for, did. For those that didn't get to hear it on live on Saturday, it is on podcast. Now, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to Dr. Yes. Isaacson's episodes. But there was one other person that was a few weeks back. Um, Dee Dee Smith came in, and we talked about trauma. Yes. Well, knowing mm-hmm. that Cynthia was going to join us today, I asked her if she would go back and re-listen to that. Cynthia, what are your, I mean, Eric too, but you guys went through a little trauma in your life. What are your thoughts on what Dee Dee talked about? You know, for me, um, when Dee Dee said connectiveness of community is healing, she was, I mean, that statement alone for me, it just holds very true um, in so many ways. And it also played a big part in why we started this foundation, especially, you know, for us, when we got the diagnosis, you know, that was our, you know, traumatic event. And like she had said in that moment, when you get something devastating like that, whether it's yourself, you know, a family member or a child, your mind goes through that, what she calls trauma brain. Um, and in that moment, we were just so focused on Santiago and trying to figure out a plan um, even though it was a terminal cancer, us as parents, we had to come up with a plan. We had to, you know, kind of close out all the other, you know, negativity and all the, I guess, the bad news that comes along, you know, when a child gets diagnosed with DIPG. And then it was, it's like the community around us, you know, in that moment, how Didi said, you, you may not realize it, it doesn't matter to you. But when everything kind of calms down, when you're alone and when you're quiet, and you realize, oh, my goodness, all the love and support around us. Like, for example, when she said, just that person just making that, you know, popsicle for you. You know, having those people make those meals for you. Those are people, your community, your tribe, help lift you up to get through, you know, something as traumatic as getting that DIPG diagnosis. I mean, I loved everything she said. It was, she was definitely on point. Was it relatable having gone through what you guys have gone through? Yeah, um, I'll jump in here. It was, it was totally relatable. Like I said, as as the one that was basically the main caregiver during that time, like I had to focus all my time on Santiago, and I I was worried. I was worried that my wife and my daughter were not taken care of and that I needed to be two places at one time, and I really needed to focus on his treatment. So to, to know that um, my family was taken care of made my life easier. We had family that visited, and one of them was afraid to leave, and he saw the support that we had. And the first thing he said was, I know I can go home and I'm okay because I know they're taken care of. Um, and that's, again, like said, the foundation is created because of what other people did for us. We want to make sure we pay it back. And it's just because of people like that community was everything for us. Well, we're going to get a lot more into Santiago's story. But I would say that you guys, what you went through created the purpose for the pain, as Dee Dee says. It's given you the foundation for some awesome stuff and and i know when when we called you cynthia 
we did not mm-hmm. we did not warn John and Shiloh we were going to call you and the rea- you weren't here to see the reaction on their face but <laughs> um, their reaction made me cry yeah we there <laughs> it wasn't was, a dry oh, eye <laughs> it was pretty powerful it was, it was amazing <laughs> and that just it goes great. it goes to show just how much the how strong having that community and that support really is um, it truly yeah. takes a village yeah. to get through traumatic things like that even non-traumatic right. things you have to have your people like you said your tribe it's who gets you through yeah. these things and without that it it's not easy at all and you you created right. that through social media through text you you actually never met you saw pictures of Ozzy, but you never met them but your connection through text and social media was so strong the reaction on their face was so powerful to know Very. that you were on the phone with them that was so that was it was definitely moving you guys definitely made a huge impact in their lives well, oh yes, I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, it was it was a great surprise for them, and it was it was it was a it was an awesome interview. I can say that. Yes. Well, I can tell you that we we utilize uh, a service called Transistor. It's basically how we get these radio shows out on podcast. But that that service gives us some really amazing data. After Ozzy's show aired, and I'm sure that you were telling people to listen to it as well. But we had a record 43 downloads in one day from that show alone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And over, the next, over the next two days, so between Monday when it came out and then add Tuesday, Wednesday, there were 75 downloads in those three days alone. Pretty awesome. His story got shared a lot. Yeah. We're going to share some That's more. That's great. Some more great news about Ozzy, but I have to t- it, let our listeners know their recipe. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So this is always kind of the, the fun part. Um, for, and for those that are just tuning into our show, it's a, it's a book called The Plant-Based Diet for Beginners, a.k.a. Baron and Amanda. And there's always a lot of really fun recipes. This one is called The Lucky Mint Smoothie. Uh, sounds like I, I'm going to love it. <laughs> so the recap says, as spring approaches, which I think is so fitting because I don't know what it's like in South Carolina right now, but this is the warmest day we've had in a long time here in Oregon. So it says, as, as spring approaches and mint begins to once again take over the garden, Irish-themed green shakes begin to pop up as well. In contrast to the traditional high-fat sugary shakes, this smoothie is a wonderful option for sunny spring days. So next time you want to sip on something cool and minty, do so with a health-promoting Lucky Mint smoothie. Mm-hmm. Lucky mint smoothie. Lucky I like mint that. Smoothie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, f- four ingredients. You've got two cups of that plant based milk, almond milk, coconut milk, whatever you prefer. And then two frozen bananas. Cut them in half, they blend easier. Mm-hmm. A teaspoon of fresh mint leaves or a quarter teaspoon of peppermint extract. And then one teaspoon of vanilla. Oh, yum. Pretty simple, right? Yes. So in the blender, combine the milk, the bananas, the mint, and the vanilla. Blend it for about two minutes until it gets the consistency you like. Pour it and drink it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sold? Sounds, yes, very sold. So with the smoothies like this, my husband, I, I'm more of the um, healthier route. And he's like, yeah, add all the ice cream to that, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great thing about this is because I have made one very similar to this. The bananas, once you freeze them and then you blend them in there, they, they kind of act kind of like the ice cream to give it some thickness and consistency. Yes, they really do. And you do have natural sugar for the banana, mm-hmm. 
but you don't have ice cream. So this has, really does have kind of an ice cream smoothie taste to it. So maybe instead of like using the milk, we could use like the, because they do uh, almond and coconut ice cream. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Because my son used to be dairy-free, so he, sure. he would have all of that stuff. So that's also a good one to give yeah. it more of a... There's lots of fun options. Oh, you could do so much with these recipes. <laughs> so there's our recipe for the day. But what I'm really excited to share, I was telling Amanda right before we right before we started recording, um, I was sitting at home last night and I missed a call from John. And and again, for the listeners that are just tuning in, uh, John and Shyla are Ozzy's parents. Mm-hmm. John and their family are currently in Kentucky. They flew back. And John rarely calls me, so to miss a call from him had me a little worried. Yeah. Because Ozzy's prognosis has not gotten good. Right. Right? So my biggest fear was I was going to call him back to bad news. Mm-hmm. But that was not the case. No way. That was not the case. Okay, okay, okay. So he told me, and I said, okay, John, you got to you got to email this to me because I'm <laughs> never going to remember everything you just said. So I want to give you an update on how Ozzy's doing. Okay. And right at the end of this, there's a little bonus that Eric and Shiloh, or Cynthia are going to add in here. Okay. Okay. So what this says, okay, don't laugh. I'm going to put my glasses on again. <laughs> <laughs> For those that missed it, she made fun with my glasses last time. So he says, hi, this is JJ, Ozzy's dad. We made it to Kentucky, and it has been a whirlwind of love and support. Ozzy did great on the flight, and we made it without a hitch. He has been doing good with very few setbacks. He had some progressive symptoms for the first few days, and we had to continue with a low dose of steroids that originally we were going to taper off and stop, but decided to continue to keep him comfortable. Mm -hmm. His appetite is beastly. (laughs) Yes. And And he's enjoying... And he's enjoying being able to eat most of his favorite foods. Oh, that's amazing. Because his appetite, he didn't have one just a few weeks ago. No, no. So that's huge. And for those that are following Ozzy's family on social media, um, Ozzy has put on some weight, but that's because of the steroids. Okay. And and again, I want you to weigh on this here in a minute, Eric and and Cynthia. But um, so let's see. We have been on a chemo regiment that is the same as one of the kids we met in Seattle. This is the exciting news. Chase was a boy who was a few infusions ahead of us at the Seattle Clinical Trial and was dropped due to progression and new tumors in his spine. So Chase was doing the same thing Ozzy was doing, mm-hmm. except they found some tumors in his spine, so they took him off that clinical trial. His, mm-hmm. his prognosis was the same as Ozzy's, and when he made it, home, which was Maine, so he flew from Maine all the way out for this trial, he was in a wheelchair and couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. But over the course of months of chemo, was able to walk and talk again, including going to his school dance. Oh, wow. No way. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. That is great. So, give me chills. <laughs> yeah. Because I know Eric and Cynthia, there's a lot of these DPI kids that you're out there following. That's pretty amazing what's happened to Chase, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That uh, that literally gave me chills, yeah. too. I mean, that's amazing. I, I'm, oh, my gosh. Yes. So, I'm just going to reread that real quick. So, he was in a wheelchair and he couldn't talk, but over the course of months of chemo, was able to walk and talk again, including going to his school dance. 
That's pretty awesome. So seeing the pictures oh of Chase has made us, in other words, John and Shia has made us hopeful for the combination that he's on and want the same for Ozzy. Yeah. Progress is slow, oh. but with patience and prayer, we believe we will be able to get the next clinical trial, which will coincidentally is the same trial that Chase will be the first patient of. Oh, wow. 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 That's so awesome. Yeah. And and, uh, so he says, so Chase will trailblaze ahead of Ozzy again. (laughs) Kentucky has been great for Ozzy. He is, this is, this is the part that is just so fun for me. He, and and again, they live in Albany. They live in the town of Albany. Um, Ozzy's three. So he has been really exposed to a lot of country stuff. Right. Well, they're back with John's family. So he says he is loving the animals and lights up every time the chickens come by him to feed. (laughs) It's the little things, I tell you. Yeah. He says there's too much to tell in this update, but we'll continue posting for more details. Just keep following them on Facebook. If you're not following them and you are following me, I continue to forward their updates. Mm -hmm. And then I I know that... Uh, Cynthia, you're doing the same thing there on the East Coast. But what he doesn't say in this is you guys have a little surprise for John, don't you? Yes, we do, and we're super excited. (laughs) So share with the listeners what you're doing. I get to share. I get to pop the card. Okay, Eric. So tomorrow morning, we are going to head out to Kentucky so that we could see Ozzy and the whole family. Um, after the, after the reaction to the call, we had to see them in person. So now's the time. We're going to go out there and surprise them. Can't wait. They're going to be so happy. I know. It's going to be emotional. And I actually asked Eric today, so are, are you ready? Are you ready? Because, you know, I know that the moment our eyes kind of just lock, oh, I know it's going to be an emotional moment. But I, I just want to see Ozzy. I just want to hug him, hug Shyla. I mean, just every, everyone. It's going to be. I'm. I'm excited. I'm. I'm excited to see everyone, and it's just. It, it's about time. It's about oh, time. Yeah. Well, Long overdue. For those listeners that that go back to our podcast, the name of the podcast is Golf Ball Size Tumor. That's the name of the podcast, and um, we had called you, Cynthia, before we started recording, and 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 so a lot of the emotional part had already happened, and we hadn't even hit the, the record part yet. <laughs> Um, but even inside of that, Shyla has lots of very emotional moments as she's telling what's going on with Ozzy. Mm-hmm. And she did that kind of emotion hearing your voice on the phone. So I cannot right. even imagine, I mean, to, to, to be there and see their reaction to meet you guys in person is going to be unbelievable. Right. Oh, yes. Yes, it will be. Well, I thought John did a really, really good job of, of describing TBIG, but he's dealing with one kid. And we, we have about five minutes left here in this first segment. Either Eric or, or, or you, Cynthia, one of, can you just kind of go a little bit more into depth of, of what DPIG is and, and the cases that you are seeing throughout the United States? Well, DIPG is a tumor. Um, well, DIPG stands for diffuse intrinsic pontine glioma, and I know some some people say it a little bit differently. Um, and it is a tumor that is located mainly in the pons area, um, and it's in your brain stem, which controls breathing, um, 
your heart rate, your, um, you know, just every bodily function in that area gets affected. Um, you know, and it's not a solid tumor. So, for example, you know, sometimes when people get a cancer diagnosis, it could be a solid mass where they can go in and ag- and actually surgically remove it. In this particular case with this tumor, it's not a solid ball. And for us, when we got the diagnosis, it was explained like this to us. It's it's like a mass that has tentacles, if you want to picture like an octopus, just with the tentacles just kind of going in between all the cells. It's intertwining with everything around it. Um, so not only is it a hard area to reach, obviously you, it's hard to reach the brain stem area surgically, it has tentacles where you can't surgically remove it all in one piece. So it gets into everything that is surrounding it. And that's what makes it really, really difficult to treat. And also with the, um, you know, at the time, and I know there's certain advances that has happened since Santiago was diagnosed, but the other thing that makes it difficult to treat is because the chemo drugs, a lot of them cannot cross the blood-brain barrier. So that makes it very hard. Um, So the trick is to trying to figure out a way to get that drug delivered to the tumor to kind of help destroy it or at least put a pause in for it to stop growing. Um, So, I mean, for us, that's how it was explained to us. And the cases that we see, um, you know, it's over, I think it's been like three years since Santiago has been diagnosed. And like I said, there has been some advancement. So, I mean, I read stories on on all these DIPG um, children and you know, there is hope in sight. There are some that are living longer where their tumor is stable, um, and that's very hopeful. I love to read those stories. Um, it seems that, it, it, you know, like when they get diagnosed plays a big part of it. Um, you know, how bad their symptoms are plays a big part of it. And just also being diagnosed correctly. Sometimes, you know, like when, I remember when Shiloh was saying when they took Ozzy to the, the hospital, they told her it was, you know, his eye muscle um, to go to the eye doctor, um, you know, and sometimes it gets misdiagnosed, what makes, what makes it, you know, even harder because now you're letting time come into play. So getting diagnosed correctly plays a big role as well. Um, so, you know, it's just a horrible, ugly, ugly cancer. I mean, it's, it's just horrible. We're going to get more into San Diego's story uh, after the commercial break because we're running a real ton of time. But um, it, it, it became apparent to me that John was was the analytical one. He was the one that did the research on this, and, and he was definitely more emotionally stable than anybody else in this side of this room. Whereas, whereas Shiloh, Shiloh was definitely the mom who was emotionally affected. For, for you guys, Eric, um, who was the researcher and who was the emotional side for you guys? See, we are, we're the complete opposite. So, like, we switched roles. So, you know, Cynthia works in the medical field, so she did exactly like John did. She went to the, the website. She started looking it up. I was the complete opposite. That I jumped in the bed with Santiago and said, we're going to play and we're going to have fun. And I didn't want to hear all the, the negative. Um, for me, hearing the prognosis was letting some negative energy come into my space. So for me, I just completely focused 100% of my energy on him, making sure, you know, every moment he had was as fun as it was before his diagnosis. 
And that's where I stayed. I didn't want to become the guy that was caught up in the medical jargon. I have a medical background as well, um, but I only utilized that to be a better advocate for him. I never wanted it to be like where I, I centered myself. And again, like Cynthia and John were very similar. When I talked to John, that's what made me laugh. Um, is that they're similar in how they approached it by really looking at it analytically and kind of being all in the research side of it. Well, I think both sides are important, and it's a good thing you guys had that similar all balance. Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we this is this is actually the first day of May. This show right now, and for listeners that don't know, every month actually has a cancer awareness now. Um, hats off to breast cancer because they've made it very well known that pink is breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, my sister has breast cancer. I got nothing against pink. I got nothing against breast cancer. But I want to bring awareness to May being brain cancer awareness month. Okay, yes. Okay? And and as we get into the second half of this show, we want to talk about the many brain cancers, but specifically DPIG. But we probably should take a break before... Well, what color is brain cancer? Brain cancer's gray. Okay. And 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 that is <laughs> go gray in May. Yeah, there's brain go, May. Go, go, go gray brain. in May. Go okay. gray in May. I like that. Not quite as bright and bold, but go gray in May. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give a huge shout-out to our sponsors that make it possible for us to broadcast this information to you guys. So make sure to support them and show their, your love to them um, at Oddmo's Pizza. So if you're looking for dinner tonight or even lunch, hey, heck, even a late breakfast. Head Hold on. on, I'll be right back. I'm going to go right out and get one for us. <laughs> yeah. Head on down. Um, huge thanks to Mike for all of his support with Oddmo's Pizza and to uh, Kicking Cancer. Absolutely amazing. And then Mark Creamer with the Family Heritage Northwest. Mark is an exclusive agent for Globe Life, the Family Heritage Division, where they protect families from financial devastation of cancer and other serious illnesses. Mark can be reached at 503-341-4345 or at his website, Family heritage nw.com we'll be right back after these messages 